This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, June 28th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to lead the show off again with, is your condo okay? No, but it's never really okay. Yeah. We're going to change the name of this podcast soon to Condominium Talk. That, with... that would be the saddest, most depressing podcast ever, even sadder than a DFS podcast. Condominium Talk with Matthew DeWaskin. I, and oh, I just ask questions about condo ownership as a renter. And I just tell you how miserable it is and, and wish that I had never bought anything. And just, yeah. I mean, our, our DFS podcast is often just you telling me how miserable it is to be a White Sox fan. So there's a theme we have going on. Where we talk about Matt's misery. So, um, hopefully, I, 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 just, I, didn't, I never, I didn't think about it like that. Wow. Am I putting your uh, your fanship in perspective? I think it's more life in perspective as opposed to fanship. Uh, I, can I assume that you're a White Sox fan because of your parents? No. No. I don't know why you're a White Sox. I just assume most people are fans of whatever team their parents are a fan no, of. Um, my, my my father, you know, he's a he's he's more of a Bears Bulls guy than he is. You know, baseball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, gr- growing up, I I followed both teams. You know, I just like baseball. I didn't really, you know, care. I'd, if there was a game on TV, I was watching it. I don't care if it was, you know, you know, the Twins and the Yankees. I was gonna, you know. Sure. Watch. Are you a White Sox fan because you lived in Wrigleyville? No. Well, that did, it helped, but no. <laughs> it, um, when I turned thirteen, uh, you know, the White Sox moved into the new stadium. Sure. They had the cool silver and black uniforms. Sure. They had this exciting, young, fun team, and they had Frank Thomas, who was probably left the largest impression on me of just about any athlete ever. Sure. Um, when that he makes was, sense. When, when he was at the plate, the bat looked like a twig, and I've, yeah. I've, I've never seen that before. Yeah. He was so, something. Spawned his own pinball table. It, <laughs> eventually, yes. Yeah. That's so, awesome. That's, yeah, that's I, what a White Sox fan. Yeah, a little bit younger than you, but growing up in Oregon, you know, closest team was the Mariners, I suppose, even though it's, you know, it's been on where you are four or five hours away. But uh, Ken Griffey Jr., I mean, there were Mariners years there where it was like, how do you... I mean, I feel like everybody was a Mariners fan there for a bit, right? And then being that close... Uh, everybody, but okay. There was a popular team, a popular player, a popular team, for sure. Easy to root for. So that that was my, you know, as a kid, like the Mariners. Again, it helps that they were closest. Um, all right. Well, we are going to look at DFS picks for Tuesday, and it is a big, fat, full slate, looks yep. like. We got all the games to pick from. They're all in the evening. There's no day baseball. No. Um, we're going to try to not overload you with 17 options at each position. Sometimes we're guilty of that. Um, yep. But really, oh. really our favorites, wherever we go. So, Matt, at catcher, I wrote down five names. What are you thinking uh, behind the plate at catcher? I, I had quite a few names as well. I think if I'm going with favorites, mm-hmm. I'm going Matt Wieters versus Eric Johnson. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna go. Not away. worried about it being Petco Park at all, right? I, no, I don't. Eric Johnson is awful. So okay, so he gives up doubles instead of home runs. Still, it's a it's a bad. Yeah, it's a it's a good place to pick the hitters on this day. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Next up, the one I I think I in second place is probably Jason Castro versus Tim Lincecum. Uh, you know, I almost wrote that down. He like is probably my number six. Didn't quite make the cut, but I'm fine with that. And it's not because we love Jason Castro, as we've talked about on the show plenty, but... I, I just, I'm kind of indifferent, but... Yeah, uh, but Tim Linscombe looks bad, right? Yeah, he, well, he's looked bad for quite a while. I think 
you know, people were kind of hoping that he would, you know, have like a, you know, one last like kind of like lightning in the bottle kind of, mm-hmm. you know, season. And it's it's not like no, he's. I'm I'd like to see him be good, sure, but he's not. So I, I think I, I thoroughly enjoy watching Tim Lincecum be good. Yeah, but it's it's it, this is this looks like it, you know the end. This is you know O.J. Simpson playing. Oh, bad example. This is <laughs> uh, Joe Namath playing for the Rams. Sure, sure. Yeah, this is Michael Jordan playing for anybody other than the Bulls. Oh, Washington, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm fine with Castro or any Astros hitters that you kind of like. I think you can pick on Linscombe in the same way. You can, not quite as bad as Eric Johnson, but you can pick on him. Agreed. Who else do you like behind the plate? If I had to go to number three, I'd go Nick Hundley versus Jay Happ. Okay. Jay Happ's pretty okay, but I think core is, it's just a chorus thing, right? It's a course thing, and, he, and he's got a bit of a split against righties, and Humbley's been yeah. really good against lefties in cores in particular. Yeah, that, that is a good matchup for him. So we, we trust, I think we trust Hap a little bit, but not in this situation. It, yeah, it's I, a good spot I, for Humbley. I can honestly say I, I, I do like Jay Hap. I don't like him here at all. I think this is miserable for yeah. him. Um, I wrote down, uh, do you like Austin Romine getting Cole Hamels, thinking he gets in there against a lefty? Not really. The only thing you're looking for against Cole Hamels is that he gives up homers. You're trying to find somebody that'll hit it out, and it's in Yankee Stadium. So I'm like, if you go Austin Romine and you just luck into the one for four with a homer, like, golden, right? Congrats. Yeah, that's it. That's the upside there that I'm hoping for. You, I'm hunting homers against Hamels, but he's a pretty good pitcher. Um, I wrote down JT Realmuto getting Mike Pelfrey. Are you fine with that? Anybody against Mike Pelfrey? I'm okay with it. I, I, I'd like... I wish Real Muto had a bit better track, you know, track record against righties, but okay. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want some, some Marlins, he could be a part of that. The only, actually, I had two other names. Um, Steven Vogt's been awesome in June, and he gets Albert Suarez. Albert Suarez has not been awful, but I think he's a guy you can pick against. Um, sadly, Steven Vogt's about the only A's hitter, you know, we say that we like against righties, but mm-hmm. I looked and, he, and he's been good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. would you consider Vogt there? I'd consider. Yeah. And my last name. Um, only a catcher in some formats. If he's in first base, this will segue to first base. But Victor Martinez has been not only awesome this year, but especially awesome against lefties. And he gets Adam Conley in uh, in Detroit. So wherever he ends up, if he's a catcher in your format, I'm willing to pay for it. If he's a first baseman, I think that's okay, too. Um, I, I like Victor Martinez. Were there any other catchers for you? Um, th- I, those are my top three. I don't want to overload with names. I could rattle sure. off a few more. It's, you know, just, let's, it's... let's get into first base, where I'm sure we have a ton. So, Victor Martinez, if he's a first baseman. Also, Miguel Cabrera for Detroit. Uh, he's been better against righties this year, but I'm not worried about him and get him Adam Conley, are you? Actually, I'm, I am I don't like this matchup for Detroit. Uh, okay. Just because you trust Adam Conley, or what? Conley, he's a lefty who struggles with lefties, and Detroit uh-huh. is awfully right-handed. Right. So, you're, you're kind of worried about it? So, that tells me, one, Conley has a weapon he can use to attack righties. That, right. So, yeah. I don't... Really see a lefty that's gonna give him. A, I don't see. I don't see that hitter in Detroit's lineup. I see, I see that as awfully right-handed, mm-hmm. and I, their lineup actually kind of plays to Conley's strength. So I'm kind of not sure what to make of it. When I'm not sure, I tend to stay away. Yeah, especially in a day like this where we have so many options. I think that if you have a hunch or an asterisk next to it at all, go somewhere else. There's plenty of other places to go. Go, go somewhere you feel good about it. So off of that, Matt, what? What do you not have hesitations about at first base? Where do you think you're going to go? Uh, Justin Bohr versus Mike Pelfrey on the other side. Yes, absolutely. Or down Brandon Belt versus Kendall Graveman. Yeah, it's sad that we're picking on Graveman, but I'm totally fine with that. He's got an OPS over 800 against both sides of the plate there. 
you know, it's bad. It's, it's bad. Sad that he's, you know, fine. You, you know what? You, you want me to stop picking against you? Be better. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Santana versus Matt Whistler. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm ready to pick on Whistler again. The he, the talent. He has talent, but it's kind of disappeared again. Especially with lefties, I kind of, I kind of like to pick on Whistler. Yep. And last, I worked on David Ortiz versus Chris Archer. Okay, I had it and I erased it, but I think it's all right. Um, Archer struggled so much more with righties and lefties this year, but he's also just struggled in general. Good against either side, honestly, if you really yeah. look at it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be a tough matchup for him. I mean, he can rack up strikeouts no matter what, and it won't shock me if he has a good outing, but I'm not picking him, you know. So I think you can try and fade and, and pick against him for sure. And David Ortiz is just playing out of his mind. Uh, what about Jose Abreu getting Kyle Gibson? Kyle Gibson's been worse against lefties and righties, but he's been so bad. Are you considering that at all? Okay. I mean, I know you don't have a lot of faith in your White Sox, but it's Kyle Gibson. Yeah, no. I think I think you can pick some White Sox here. There's not a ton to pick from, but I think you can do that. There's not much to pick in, in, in the White Sox right now. I don't have a lot of them listed, but I have a few. Um, I wrote Eric Hosmer getting Michael Walker. There's not much to extrapolate on there other than Hosmer's good and Walker has not been that good. Uh, Brandon Moss gets Jordano Ventura. So Jordano Ventura's OPS against both sides has been pretty bad, but his control numbers against left-handed hitters have been real bad. He has uh, as many walks as strikeouts this year when facing left-handed batters. And Brandon Moss is kind of taking over that first-base job right now. Um, you know, plus they're going to American League Park, so I'm sure that I'm pretty sure Brandon Moss will get in this game. Um, so him against Jordana Ventura, I like that. He's shown plenty of pop this year. should be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, last two names, Edwin Encarnacion going to Colorado, getting Eddie Butler. Um, if he gets in the lineup, great. If it's Justin Smoke instead, I think fine with both of those, getting Eddie Butler, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. And my last name, our boy, Deho Lee, should get in against uh, John Neese at home in Safeco, wouldn't you think? You would think so, yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted to keep it short so I didn't write it down, but I, I do like sure. it. Yeah, I think he's the cheap first base option. Uh, maybe John Jay still get Niwakuma too, but if you want to not spend at first base, we usually like to spend at first base, but Deholi, uh just keeps hitting and getting John Nese should be fine. Um, all right, Matt, who are you thinking at second base? Well, before we do that, Dylan, do you think we can sponsor Deholi's VR page? Uh, we can take a look. We can take a look. It's it's Yeah, I like that, actually. Let's Let me take a quick, magical, instant podcast break and look it up real quick. All right, I looked it up. I navigated the website. It's forty-five dollars for Dayholi, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna think about this one for sure. But might be our new uh, our new sponsor guy. We we didn't want to do a hitter, but he is a favorite of ours for sure. So yeah, I'm a big fan of his. That'd be fun. Okay, so yeah, uh, also fits the show because again, it's a cheap option at, at first base. Definitely a good situational guy we can use there. So Matt, at second base, what are you thinking? I'm thinking. Derek Dietrich versus Mike Palfrey. Yeah, I like that. He should definitely get in there. Or done Jason Kipnis versus Matt Whistler. Uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with picking on Whistler, too. And lastly, uh, Daniel Murphy versus Matt Harvey. Okay, you're just ready to pick against Matt Harvey in general? Yes. Yeah, and Murphy keeps hitting, so I'm totally fine with that as well. I like that. Um, I have Ian Kinsler getting Conley. I... As much as you you're worried about that matchup a bit, I get it. I'm. Are you ready to pick Conley? Like when we get the pitchers, are you considering that? I picked Dan Straley today. So how how big of a stretch would it be to take Conley? That's true. Um, I think that even though the the Tigers may not beat him up uh, as much as you think, uh, that it still won't be a great outing for him. And so the leadoff guy, I, I trust the leadoff guy against Conley for that right-handed lineup. Um, so I, I might do that, but I, I get the hesitation. 
I have Dustin Pedroia getting Chris Archer. Again, he struggled righties so much, and Pedroia's uh, crushing righties. That's a, a double uh, positive matchup on both sides, so I'm fine with Pedroia there. And my last second baseman, again, Matt Carpenter getting Jordana Ventura. That's the other left-handed bat I really like on the Cardinals. And, uh, again, one-to-one strikeout-to-walks for Jordana when he faces lefties, so Matt Carpenter should do just fine. On to third base. I have... Uh, Two Cubs. So Chris Bryant's been playing outfield, um, but he just he's awesome. He had a, he's great on Monday, and he's gonna keep being great when he gets John Lamb in the Reds bullpen again. So uh, Chris Bryant's just fine. Or Javier Baez should get in there also. He's been playing a lot, and he's getting a lefty now. I assume you give a thumbs up to both of those. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, our boy Manny Machado is back. He's no longer suspended. We can talk about him again. He gets Eric Johnson in San Diego. That's also a total green light for you, I assume. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, how about, I'm going to get a little bit deeper. So Eugenio Suarez gets a lefty, which is a good sign, but he gets John Lester, who's been awesome, which is a bad sign. You could consider it, uh, but, and, and I do like Eugenio Suarez getting a lefty, but Lester's ERA is like 210. Like, he's just having a great year. So I, it'd be a GPP fade at best, but I'm, I'm in general not going to try and pick there. Um, but it is a cheaper option. And then my last couple cheap names, uh, I have Jake Lamb getting Jared Eikhoff. That's the lefty against Eikhoff that you want to use. It's maybe one of my favorite D-backs options there. And uh, our boy Luis Valbuena getting Tim Linscombe. Did you write that down? Uh, but I, I, there's another option I like better, believe it or not. Okay. What are you thinking at third base? I like Justin Turner versus Chase Anderson. Okay. Picking against our boy Chase? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Turner has been hot and cold at times, but uh, definitely talent there, and he can run into one. Uh, was there anything specific about that pick that you like other than Justin Turner likes to can hit home runs and Chase likes to give them up? That was a big part of it, but uh, Chase, he's a righty who struggles with righties, just mm-hmm. a righty who hits righties. Yeah. It's like the Pedroia-Archer matchup, but uh, much easier. I think so. It, a bit. I think it's a bit more in favor of the hitter in this case. Yeah. And it's also um, a lot less obvious it'll be cheaper. So I think that is a cheaper option. I mean, you can always take, like, Donaldson and Coors against Eddie Butler, but you're just going to, you know, pay the farm for that. So uh, any other third baseman for you that I didn't steal and cover? I think that's it. Okay. How about shortstop? Where are you, where are you thinking of going? At shortstop, I'm thinking Francisco Lindora versus Matt Whistler. Yeah, absolutely. And Jonathan Villar versus Julio Urias. Yeah, he's crushing lefties this year, and... Urias is going to be just fine, but I'm ready to pick on him right now until he really cements his place. So, yeah, I'm totally fine with that for sure. Um, what about on the flip side, Corey Seager getting Chase Anderson? Not as much. No? I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but... Is the splits thing for Anderson is a little bit of it? Yeah. Yeah, been handling lefties a little bit. Uh, Corey Seager's uh, becoming just kind of an elite shortstop already. Pretty much, Kind yeah. of one of those top names that is, you know, pretty good almost every day. Um, speaking of that, I have Trevor Story getting Jay Happ. That's righty on lefty. Should be fine. In course field, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. Carlos Correa has been uh, awesome. He's heating back up, remembering that he's Carlos Correa. He gets Tim Linscombe. We're all in against Tim Linscombe. Even that's righty on righty. That's fine. Uh, and then my last two names I have you didn't mention. Uh, Brendan Crawford uh, gets Kendall Graveman. There's plenty of giants you can pick, and I think yeah, they're going to score plenty of runs against Graveman, and he should be fine. And my last one is Zach Cozart. Same, same boat as Eugenio Suarez. I like it when he gets lefties. I don't love it that he's getting John Lester. So I'm going to think twice. Uh, but if you want a cheap option, a, a sneaky one in GPP, I don't think it'll be popular, but that is a, a good place for him to be. Um, all right, how about the outfield, Matt? Where are you thinking of going? Okay, let's run this down. Uh, 
Ertan Rangers outfield versus CC Sabathia. Okay, I'm higher on him than you are, but I like all those outfielders. And particularly uh, uh, Jan Desmond and Ryan Rua. Yeah, uh, I would think that Rua might get in over Shinsu Chu. Shinsu Chu can't handle lefties, so they probably won't use him against Sabathia. But the other guys they play should do just fine. Fair enough. Uh, and they said like Carlos Beltran versus Cole Hamels. Yes, absolutely. He's been crushing lefties this year. Yes, he has. Uh, Bryce Harper versus Matt Harvey. Okay. I'm, I'm trying not to pick against Harvey, but I totally get why you are. He doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look right. There's parts of me that are like he has enough talent that he can, you know, get you in a in a DFS day. But um, but I, I understand. I, I think other people wanting to go there is totally fine. Agreed. Uh, Christian Yellis versus Mike Pelfrey. Yep. Yep, that's, you know, my favorite Marlins outfielder right now, for sure. Pretty much, yes. I like Ozuna, but mostly against lefties, and he's also been a little bit banged up. But uh, I, I would think that he should be able to play. Um, an option, for sure. Are we ever going to think about Ichiro? I mean, they're going to get a DH. Do you think Ichiro gets in this game, maybe? He might. Okay, is Ichiro going to hit home runs? No. I mean, he's just kind of babbing himself to points, you know, and I don't want to really rely on that. It's not a favorite of mine. You're just just picking against Mike Pelfrey, basically. Is he going to steal bases? Uh, A little bit. He stole one the other day, but uh, not reliably. Okay. Uh, Is he going to get on base? Yeah, he's babbing his way on base. That's about it. Okay. I, I only like it because it's Mike Pelfrey, and if the Marlins explode for a bunch of runs against Mike Pelfrey, he could be a part of that. But All right. It's, I don't love it. I just I, well, look. I want to talk about Ichiro for thirty seconds. That's Fine, all. I did, and I told you why it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, who else do you like? Okay, Red Sox outfield versus Chris Archer. All of them. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In pre- you know, Betts and Bradley in particular. But yeah. Yep. I especially like Betts again because Archer struggled with righties, but he's also struggled enough that I don't think Bradley's a dumb pick by any means. No. Uh, next up, Michael Saunders and Ezekiel Carrera versus Eddie Butler. Yep. That's a big green light there. Gregory Polanco and Matt Joyce versus Hisashi Iwakuma. Yeah, it bums me out that he hasn't been that good, but yeah. Especially against lefties. And I believe this is in an American League park. Yes. Joyce might sneak in there as a DH, which... Yeah, I think Polanco's been a little bit day-to-day, but maybe they can let him play DH or something. Hopefully he... Marte's been day-to-day, Polanco's been day-to-day, but they they, they keep playing just about every day. Yeah, Marte came back... um, and now Polanco's beat up. I don't know. Hopefully he plays. Keep an eye out. But if he's in the lineup, uh, I think we'd like him for sure. Except Ryan Braun versus Julio Urias. Yes. Having a good year and especially good against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend and life coach, Tyler Nakin versus Matt Wisler. Okay. I'm all right with that. Uh, Nelson Cruz versus John Neese. Yes. Which Nelson also means... The big frog who Franklin Gutierrez. Yes. Yeah. Either of them. Uh, he... They're starting to use uh, freaking Gutierrez against righties some, too, which is exciting, because he hits the ball hard, for sure. Uh, Mark Trumbull versus Eric Janssen? Sure, absolutely. Why not? It's it's Petco, but I don't think we care. Unless uh, Jarrett Parker versus Kendall Graveman. Okay. I'm not big on Jarrett Parker, but Kendall Graveman's so bad that I'm like, yeah, go for it. Absolutely. If you want to do him, you want to do Denard Span, any of those giant guys that you halfway trust should be fine. He seems to know how to draw a walk, so I've, I have no issue with Jared Parker. That Giants lineup just chews up pitchers, for sure. They're the new Royals in terms of just being really tough to face. Uh, they, they don't strike out. They walk. They Yeah. Uh, Giants are going to do work there. Um, I like those. I wrote, uh, I wrote Billy Hamilton getting John Lester, which a year ago would have been really juicy, but... This is really interesting. Like, John Lester is now not allowing uh, base stealing. 
Like, when he was, like, the easiest guy to steal against, even as a lefty, all of a sudden something's changed. I don't know if it's David Ross related. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, so I'm mentioning Billy Hamilton in that I actually wouldn't pick him. But he, I don't, yeah, a year ago I would have been all over this, and now you can't really uh, use base stealers against John Lester as easy. I don't know what's going on there. It's interesting. But they're not running, and we know so much of it is decision-based, and they're not. So I'm actually not taking Billy Hamilton here. Um, Adam Eaton gets uh, Kyle Gibson. I know you're not excited, but Kyle Gibson is so bad, especially against lefties, that I think Adam Eaton can work his way into some points there. Uh, your boy Robbie Grossman gets Jose Quintana, and he can hit lefties. Are you is is Quintana too good to even take Grossman against? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Yeah. There's enough options that I don't think I want to pick against Jose Quintana. Um, and then my last one, uh, Ryan Rayburn getting J Hap. That's the uh, the Rockies outfielder you want against a lefty. That is what he does. So uh, that is I, I'm all in there. It's, I'm not picking a lot of Rockies against J Hap, but I definitely want Ryan Rayburn. He'll he'll fit. Um, right onto the pitching. Uh, not a ton of options for such a big slate, but definitely places to go. Um, I am okay with CC Sabathia. I'm still on board there. You're not. I understand why, but I trust him. Even though Texas is good. Uh, I'm at least interested there. Uh, I think the biggest exclamation point on the day is Corey Kluber going to Atlanta, right? Oh, that's a great, that's fantastic magic for Corey, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's the ace of the day, both in talent and just, uh, in matchup. Uh, you gotta go there. Let's talk about Matt Harvey, uh, getting Washington. We're not as full of him, but on the opposite side, Lucas Giolito is making his debut. He's, like, the number one prospect on a lot of lists, including MLB.com's, like, Dude has a bright future. He's jumping up from double A, though, and he's filling in. Um, there's a lot of talent there. I think that you run out and grab him in your fantasy formats in case he, like, suddenly figures it out. He has the talent. But uh, we're kind of the same as we always do with guys in their debut. They're going to limit his, pit- his pitches. They're not going to let him go eight innings, I would think, right? You would think, no. And the Mets are bad enough that I'm fine with it. And you, I think he's totally an option, but you just got to keep your expectations in check that he might give you... Five innings, you know, and, and may I don't know. It, it's a fine matchup, but but don't expect him to be the ace of the future just yet. So I, I don't know. Would you consider him in DFS? I would actually. Yeah, not a huge ceiling, but but an option. Um, I'm just not scared of any of the, the Mets at all. Um, how about Rick Porcello going to the Rays? Righty in Tampa Bay should be fine. Should be yes. Yeah, they're so beat up. They can still hit lefties. Um, also, Zach Greinke is at home against the Phillies. If there was a matchup for you to take Zach Greinke in, this is one of the nicest ones, right? You would think so, yes. Yeah, I, if you trust Zach Greinke at all, and I do, I don't think he's great, but I think he's still good. You know, he's disappointing if you're signing his paychecks in Arizona right now, but, uh, in terms of being a pitcher, like, he's gonna be fine, and the Phillies can't hit, so I'm okay with that. Um, Matt, who are some of the other pitchers that you like for, for Tuesday? I kinda like Albert Suarez versus the A's. Uh, I picked him up in my head-to-head format, and I'm going to stream him. I don't blame I'm you. I'm going to stream him, yeah. he's he, So, apparently, I agree with you. Uh, also, I, I kind of like... Uh, 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 Robbie Grossman's neighbor is coming back to... Uh, to pitch okay. Him. And who are you referring to? Uh, Scott Feldman! Scott Feldman. The return on Scott Feldman. That is... <laughs> I can't use the word exciting at all. I don't know. Coming back against the Angels, is, is there a better matchup for Scott Feldman in the American League? In the American League, uh, I mean, I could dice it up and look closer, but that's a pretty good one. I mean, he's been in the bullpen for a while. He has an okay ERA out of the bullpen, not a great whip. Um, 
don't know. I can't be excited about it. He has had two strikeouts in his last five appearances. Like, the ceiling's really low. Um, but if you're just win hunting, which we think is a fine strategy on this show, to, like, look for bare minimum pitchers and then just stack your offense, I don't think that's a bad GPP play. If you, But you need the win. You need to think he's going to get the win. And the Astros are going to face Tim Lincecum. So if you're just GPP win hunting, yeah. I don't think that's crazy at all. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's crazy at all either. Yeah. So uh, worth mentioning, nobody else is going to take him. So, yeah, you, you can do Scott Feldman for sure. Um, that's the same with Albert Suarez. I don't think Suarez is going to be popular, but you can uh, you can consider that for sure. Uh, Suarez has proven himself to be adequate. Is that a fair word? Uh, not good. Not a number three starter or anything close to that. But getting some strikeouts, like keeping an ERA, you know, in check. It's three six eight right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it went up over four. But he's doing his job. You know, going five innings a fair amount of the time. So and against again. Oakland got Maddox to buy Jared Weaver. So, yeah, I'll take Albert Suarez there, especially in San Francisco. And especially because the Giants are going to hit Kendall Graveman. So that's, in terms of win hunting, I really like that one, too. Um, the only other name I had written down, and you gotta you got to be real brave on this one, uh, saying something about the Padres. Ubaldo Jimenez goes to San Diego. Would you consider it? I want to say no, but I can't think of a reason. I mean, Ubaldo Jimenez is all the reason. He has a 6.97 ERA on the air. His whip is almost two. I only want to do it in a GPP type of, like, nobody else is going to take him. Nobody else is doing that. But if he goes five innings, three runs, four or five strikeouts and wins, that's points. That's points, you know? And he's not going to cost anything. Nobody else can do it. And I would like to think that he won't get too blown up in San Diego. And he very well might. Uh, but... These are bargain basement guys. If you go Ubaldo and Suarez or Feldman, uh, you can consider that. But if you want to pay for it, it's Corey Kluber. It's Zach Greinke. It's Rick Porcello. Is there anybody else for you uh, pitching-wise? Probably the Quintana, I think. Too. Yeah, uh, that would be okay. He he gets the twins. I'm definitely not scared of that at all. Uh, I think he'd slow down a little bit, but not enough that we need to avoid him. And despite what you think, I think that the White Sox can score against Kyle Gibson. You could also consider Chris Archer. I, I think he has good outings in him, but, man, that's a scary matchup against the Red Sox, wouldn't you say? It's not a good matchup. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe Julio Urias getting the Brewers, but I think they can hit lefties a little bit. Anybody else for you? Jared Eikhoff getting the D-backs? No thanks? No, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Um, that should about do us for pitching, then. we got to pick one of these uh, cool streamers, though. Um, Jared Eikhoff and Julio Urias are eligible. Ubaldo is eligible, but I think we are too scared of our ratios to do that. <laughs> My guess of the uh, the guys that are eligible, Lucas Giolito is only forty two percent owned. When I checked a bit ago, uh, run out and grab him, even if you know, even if he doesn't stick that long. The guy has too much potential to ignore. Pick him up. Um, and then Albert Suarez is eligible, uh, and so I would imagine that you and I are going to pick Giolito or Suarez. I'm going to go safer with Suarez. Um, there's more upside with Giolito. What are you thinking for Tuesday? Uh, Giolito. Okay. I can see Dusty take... him out there for 10 innings. That is true. I did not consider that it is Dusty. Uh, maybe they won't protect his innings as much as I thought. And I think the Mets are a pretty bad bad hitting team right now. So that could be just fine for him. They're not bad. They're just banged up. They've got, you know... Oh, yeah. You can only handle so many James Loney games. Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad sign uh, right there. So... Um, James Loney, and they're ready to get Jose Reyes on board. So, oh, um, 
All right, well, that should about do it for us baseball-wise on Tuesday. Uh, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? Do you want, do you want to do any, any news? Uh, I didn't have any news, personally. I, I, I had I had something non-baseball-wise. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, nothing exciting or anything, not news. Okay. Uh, I've started watching Twin Peaks. Oh, jeez. Were you a Twin Peaks person? I I hate Twin Peaks. Why do you hate Twin Peaks? It's so... Okay. It's David Lynch. It's, I mean, that's all you have to say. First up, I'm, I'm not a big David Lynch fan. I, I uh, Understandable. I can see why some people are. It is not for me. I t- totally see that. Yes, he's very polarizing. I, yes, I don't... You know, I just... I, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of his style of storytelling. Sure. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm I'm a writer by trade, so I'm always attracted to the story, and I just I don't find the story that interesting. Sure. All you have to say is David Lynch is not my style, and I'm like, all right, sure. Like I don't. He does. I like it. So my dad really liked it because he remembers when it was on TV, and he was just like, it was like the weirdest thing on TV, especially back then. You know. That is because I I grew up during this time. But yes, I can attest to that. Yeah, that it was appointment viewing for him just because TV was so boring and they, you know, he was outside the box a little bit. I and on the flip side, agree there. With, yeah, and on the flip side, I like it because the TV format makes David Lynch stay in the box at least a little bit. Because if you let him just like make an indie movie, there are times where I watch it and I go, "What the heck? like?" Mulholland Drive is interesting, but I'm also like, "What are you doing? Like, what?" I... He doesn't get, like, constrained at all, and it gets really out there. Uh, so I think that Twin Peaks is kind of a happy medium. And I'm really excited about them bringing it back, uh, you know, next year or so should come out. And I'm kind of wanting to watch it and prep for that, because, one, the cast looks awesome, and two, TV has gotten, like, so good in the last five years. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. So this is my... I've seen parts of Twin Peaks before. This is my first, like, sit down and, and watch it from the start viewing. And it's been, it's been fun. I'm only a few episodes in, but I'm like, all right. Have but, you ever seen Eraserhead? Yes, I have seen Eraserhead. That is definitely nobody trying to keep him on track at all. Did you sit through the entire movie? Yeah, it was nonsensical. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it because I really like indie filmmaking, and I really liked that it was clear that he right. made it on his own. You, you know, you enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it for class in yeah. school, and I watched it from the view of this guy made his own movie, and I I like that. I want to watch anything like an independent movie. Um, it's not like I've never, like, you have to see it. I've never recommended it to anybody. Okay. You know, right. it's definitely weird. It was not close to being my favorite movie, but in terms of watching it for an independent filmmaking class, I was like, yeah, I can see a dude had a weird idea and he made a movie out of it, and I'm into that. Okay. I, it's not my favorite movie. Does that make sense? All right. If if you look at, go to my LinkedIn page, you see that I, I went to school as a film major. You know, sure. Work in adver- you know, my day job, I work in advertising now, but I was a film major. Yes. We've talked movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... Generally, like when they would screen movies in class, that that was my time to sleep. Sure. We watched a race. Tough to do during that movie. Getting to my point, we we watched a race <laughs> class, and it would not allow me to sleep. No, it uh, it, it always... features a screeching, yeah. quote unquote, baby. That's just that. Just you know, the the score is very like screechy. Um, yes. A lot of the imagery is very like you know, it, uh, very sudden. A lot of flashes. Yes. You know, it, 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 goes quickly to things and cut comes back and it, it, either way it's the worst movie to take a nap to i like that this is your gripe about eraserhead or your number one gripe is i uh, can't sleep to it no, no it's all. not my number one gripe it's just you know generally you know <laughs> my time to like you know take a nap yeah they put on you know some you know silent movie from the 20s and i just feel like, you know whatever you know, z 
But yeah. Eraserhead was the the one movie that like forced me to stay awake, and I, I I do kind of resent that, but I still don't think it's a good movie. No, I again I've never recommended it to anybody. I just appreciate it from oh yeah, this weirdo made his own movie, you know, and I, and I dig that. Anytime somebody makes their own thing, I'm into that. But no, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, yeah. So I'm watching Twin Peaks. I'm gonna keep you updated on how it goes. Oh, no, I can't wait. Yeah, the new one looks good, man. I'm excited about that cast list. Um, All right, that should about do it for us today. If you want to talk to Matt about Eraserhead, he is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. I'll talk to you about Twin Peaks if you want. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm pumped. Um, That should do it for us. Good luck with your picks in this uh, big old you know slate on Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday with Matt's favorite split slate. We'll talk to you about games then. Good luck. Uh, Enjoy your baseball. Don't enjoy Twin Peaks. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. Excuse me. I tried to <coughs> I tried to hold that off as long as I could. <laughs> no. I was like, uh okay. <laughs>